0: Up indeed. How do I turn this mic on? Oh, it is on. It's been so long. It's been so long since the Saturday SESH team has united in strength. Strength and numbers. Roll call, Elliot. Present? Present.
1: There's a reason, though, Daniel. There's a reason why we haven't been present, why we haven't been on the show. There's been more important things happening. What? Well, the nation stops, doesn't it? The nation stops when there's a Rugby World Cup. You get the phone call, Grant, not this weekend. Any like, Rugby wow. World Cup's on.
0: Yeah, I can kind of understand that decision. Huckleberry, present? Present. Excellent. How are you, friend? I'm good, boys. How are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. You've been a, you're a cup of a ray of sunshine this morning. Yeah. Full of energy off here. Fantastic. Do you know what I love about Huckleberry? What? Is that
1: voice. You know, like, Huckleberry, if you had, you know, phoned up a potential wife for the future with a voice like that they'd lock you in it's just so crisp what without meeting him yeah without meeting him i think he sounds he sounds uh like royalty but this is very unusual and class
0: the, the break has obviously done as well because we've come out full of compliments
1: yeah actually we, we've like
0: got to <laughs> get back to that Do you want to <laughs> put the boots in put the boots in early very Danny. very unlike us yeah that is Sorry. very very unlike us we want to speak to you today we have missed you dreadfully. 0800-150-811, go on, join the show. Open Slather, whatever you want to chat, we are willing to chat with you. You can also text us on double eight double three. before we get into the show proper. Let's uh, just remind you of what has happened. Uh, headlines at the top of the hour. Hey, the New Zealand Breakers are back on track after a very slow start to the Aussie NBL season. The Breakers um, back after a great win um, over the Taipans of Ken's last night down in Christchurch at Wolfbrook Arena. There you go, another opportunity to learn the name of a new stadium. Wolfbrook, it's a good name. Wolfbrook. You throw an animal into any name, it sounds good. <laughs> probably. Snakebrook. Snakebrook, even better. Kangaroo Brook, <laughs> less so. Um, <laughs> it was a closely fought encounter until the breakers had a dominant third quarter, which solidified their win, 91-81, if you keep in track at home, and led by import guard Anthony Lamb, 19 points on the night. Hey, Grant, Afghanistan are still on the hunt at the Cricket World Cup to make the semi-finals. Don't I know it? After a win against the Dutch. Uh, a very convincing win for Afghanistan too. Um, they won by seven runs. Uh, a tight game at the Cricket World Cup. Staggering. The Dutch uh, were first to bat. And they only put up 179 after being out bowled out after sorry seven seven wicket win. Sorry, a seven wicket win. Seven wicket win. My apologies. I, you know Should learn to read sometime. Forty-four years of age. Maybe the horse <laughs> bolted. Uh, they only made 179. And uh, Afghanistan chased it down in under 32 overs. So I was being rather flippant when I said a tight game. Of the crowd. And
1: that's their big game, the Netherlands. Afghanistan, they'd be eyeing that one up and going, oh, this is the associate, the clash of the associates in the World Cup.
0: Yep, so they're firmly in the hunt for a playoff pitcher. Uh, Melbourne City FC recorded their first win of the A League season, comfortably so, beating Sydney FC 2 0 to kick off the third round of the A League. It's the first win for City this season and was the first win of the new. Uh, era under Aurelio Vidmar, who took over midweek. He's back in the A League. Uh, the Wellington Phoenix, double dose of football coming your way from Sky Stadium later today. Uh, it is the Wellington Phoenix women up against Brisbane Raw before the Wellington Phoenix men take on, funnily enough, Brisbane Raw. So it's a double header. And uh, let's go back to basketball because Finn is a big basketball fan and he's cramming as much basketball uh, into the headlines. And rightly so, the guy writes it, right? He puts it together. Victor Wembanyama is here. I'm sure your boys, big basketball fans, have told you all about this bloke, Big Vicky, yeah. Vicky Dub, Vicky Dub already. So he's yeah, he's, he's back. He's here. The hype is real surrounding the French freak. Um, how tall is he? 7'3"? 7'4"? 7'4". Yeah. Eight foot wingspan. Uh, ridiculous. Eight foot. <laughs> yeah, and plays like a point guard. Shoots up, you know, pull up threes. See the French I guy. think guy have out on Twitter had a great line last night, suggesting it's like when you, um, you know, play M- NBA on, on PlayStation and you create a player. You create a player and you make him seven for yeah. four with handles like Kyrie, shoot like Steph.
1: You know that's him.
0: Yeah, that's that's basically him. So so he's here in New Zealand. No, he's just he's just real. Oh, uh, because he raked up thirty eight points and ten rebounds last night, uh, yesterday, as uh, his San Antonio Spurs had a win over the stacked Phoenix Suns team, which featured Kevin Durant, who's a bit of a unicorn himself um, as far as uh, his physical um, and skill attributes. Um, Devin is pretty handy So 132, 121 Thing is, number one pick doesn't matter It doesn't matter if you're number one pick
1: it doesn't mean you're good No, but this guy looks good it's a, It means you've got potential, yeah. right? And when you get 38 points
0: and 10 rebounds yeah. In the NBA No, so now he's arrived Yeah, he's arrived But it's like I always it's think Not literally, like, sort of Yeah You know what I'm saying But I always
1: think back to Tom Brady, right? Where I don't know what pick he was Was he He was in the Well down Yeah, you know, we're like yeah, the last pick? Yeah, towards the end. Was it the 69th pick or something? And he took it as a as an insult. Six-round pick. He was pick number
0: 199. On oh, 199. Yeah. And he took it as a massive insult. And look what he did in his career. Well, it's what you do every time you're in a cricketing draft. You take it personally when you get <laughs> Here we go. We are six and a half minutes in. And we're back. <laughs> six and a half minutes in and we're back. We're back on track.
1: Do you know what's funny about that? It's like when you're in the cricket field. And you're playing in a test match or a four day game and you're in the slip cordon. Yeah. Generally the people that are in the slip cordon, you have to have chat. You can't be there and offer nothing. But it's like Or catch. Yeah, the keeper Definitely catch. Keeper's there, first slip staggers himself a little bit further back, second slip up, third slip staggers, and then you've got the gully and the first ball goes through, hits the gloves. Well bowled. Little clap. And then the conversation starts. What
0: did it <laughs> do last night?
1: It can go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it for the rest of the day. Focus gone. You only have to focus during that small amount of time just as the bowler
0: releases the ball, but otherwise it's banter like that. Brilliant stuff. Uh, the uh, the latest in the headlines. The number is oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. What's coming up on the show? Well, plenty. Uh, Grant and I will get uh, deep into the Cricket World Cup after 11 o'clock part of Swinging Both Ways. Yes, affectionately, lovingly known as Swinging Both Ways with Razine. Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Uh, We'll take a broad look at the tournament as a whole, because we've been off here um, as a couple uh, for a couple (laughs) of years, a couple of weeks, a couple of years. feels like years, Grant. That's a mystery, mate. Uh, We'll do that about quarter past 11, um, roughly around then. Uh, More cricket to follow, though. We'll then look at New Zealand, Pakistan, because it's a massive game. Massive game after 12 o'clock, late last night. Working for the people we were late last night, Grant.
1: We That's what to, we do. We had
0: to contact Pakistan. We had to go into your massive contacts book. You are a big deal in Pakistan. We know that there was a lot of plus nine two numbers in <laughs> yeah. that book, wasn't there? <laughs> it was. Uh, tell us who we've got um, joining us. My oh, Rouge
1: Mumtaz. Now, Rouge Mumtaz, uh, former player, Pakistan player. Uh, all of five foot one. Uh, she's a powerhouse, though. Really confident. She's doing so well in the world of commentary now. She always has the knack of commentating a barbarism but the yeah. good news listeners the good news is she's not at the world cup but she so she won't it as be... it is right she's yeah.
0: not she's not a pakistan flag waver she, no she she's... will critique them fiercely yeah and that's what you want from commentators yeah both sides both but i both ways. i
1: do feel that the pakistan movement for this game mm-hmm. i just feel mm-hmm. like they are confident and i pakistan fans are never confident yeah because as you say daniel
0: and you always say which pakistan is going to turn up the one i don't trust and <laughs> mum! And how's this? The Kiwis take on the Kangaroos. We're going to be joined by an absolute legend of New Zealand Rugby League. Around about 20 to 12 to look at this game. The one, the only Mr. Graham Lowe. Cannot wait to welcome him nice. to the show to break that down. So that's a look at what's coming up. All the regular features along the way. But we want to hear from you. 0800 150 811. Grant, I need some help. I need some help. I know you do. There is a grey, stormy cloud hanging over the land of the long white cloud. Oh, We are in mourning. I don't want to speak for you. There's no other way to describe it. I'm downcast. My state of mind is a little bit bleak. The land of your birth have been the masters of our misery this week, haven't they, Grant? They have. It hasn't been a great week. Firstly, we watched the All Blacks lose to South Africa by one, just one point. Then I've had to watch South Africa dying out with all their victory parades and having fun, and then I've had to. Suffer through and take, swallow my medicine listening to the hot takes out of South Africa that this is the greatest rugby team of all time. And they actually had a sincere chat about it. They, they thought it was real. When we all know the answer is no, they are not. Absolutely not.
1: Only one player made the world 15. Yeah.
0: Uh, so then it was South Africa again against our black caps. And then news. Well it was the news. It's been a few months old, oh, but you told me this morning when you wandered in saying we lost the World Sharing Championships too. And I was like, What? Well, how did I miss this? The Golden Shares. Golden Shares back at I did not I I missed this completely in June. We lost the Golden Shares for the first time since its inception. Forty six long years. Nineteen seventy seven. And who did we lose to, Finn? Have a guess. Have a guess, Huckleberry. Was it was it South Africa? It was South oh, Africa. Oh no. Dear, oh dear. 800 Rural communities at the moment are in shock. Well, rural communities, unlike us city slickers, are probably aware this news happened. Yeah. Yeah. We, being the dumb city slickers, have only cottoned it on to the fact.
1: Well, you know how I got the information, Daniel. My phone has been blowing up like a Christmas tree lately. Every morning. Because it's evening time in South Africa yeah. when it's morning here and you wake up and you look at your messages and you're like, South Africa are running hot, clearly. <laughs> Because all these messages, the golden shears was probably the last straw, (laughs) the straw that (laughs) broke the camel's back. But what I'm hopeful for, and this, you always have to live in hope, listeners. Always live in hope. Don't let Daniel's pessimism of where we're currently at detract from the fact that we're still in the running for the Cricket World Cup if we beat Pakistan here.
0: Are we, though? Are we? And this is a a genuine question for our listeners. 0100-150-811. Go and join us. Um, you can discuss any of those uh, uh, those topics, anything that's going on in the sporting world uh, that has captured your imagination. Um, South Africa, where did you watch the World Cup final? At home,
1: on the couch with the boys. They actually loved it. Like It's very difficult for um, kids these days to stay focused and concentrate for more than five minutes but they watched the whole game which I was like you know ages 8 and 12 I was really impressed with them did they moan about the officials like most mostly <laughs> they did right. and I had to so say to them Kiwis. I said, the true Kiwi
0: rugby
2: fans
1: boys I said <laughs> listen and all those parents listening at the moment I said to them Never ever blame it on the referee. I was like you can what always we do, this do
0: something. No, but you can't. You no, but can't we do as and parents, your kids can't hear us doing that. It's wrong. You no, know, you're right. I found it hilarious league loyalists complaining about New Zealand rugby fans for complaining at refs. It's like we do it across every sport. No, we can't. We it's do. just like we such do.
1: it's such an average way of behaving after you lose well, a i
0: average. I still complain Duh. about Dick French from the mid-80s.
1: Should have scored more tries. Should have kicked more over the poles. That's the the answer.
0: Joey, welcome to the show. Are you happy and sunshiny like Grant Elliott or just a, a, an absolute myriad of misery like I am? Hello, Joey.
3: Uh, g'day, mate. Look, look, I'm always happy Biggest, you know, sport is sport and you can wake up in the morning and carry on. That's the main thing. And, um, yeah, we didn't get over the line... In the rugby and, uh, through different circumstances, that's how it is. I mean, they were just, at the end of the day, it's, um, they won the World Cup and in five years time, the, it'll be shall have it, the name on the cup and that's how it is. But, um, I'm a bit concerned. I've been talking to you, Daniel, during the week too, about the, um, cricket. You know, um, we, Grant, we, 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 we really haven't beaten anybody that can win the World Cup. Okay. You know, we come up against England first up in it. Mm. But the other teams we beat, I got a bit carried away and thought, we're going all the way here. And then then, then we come up against India, they rolled us. Then we come up against Australia, and I know it was a great game. But they still beat us, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we got beat. And then we got smacked by South Africa. And I'm just going. Should we, are we, you know, can we make the semis I mean, Pakistan, we, we seem to struggle against. Um, I think we a beat stranger. but I hope we can. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I just get really concerned now. You know, I mean, um, I thought we were going really well. But when I look back on it, I go, well, actually, who did we really beat? I know you've got to win those games, but, I mean, we have Those games we beat are never going to win this World Cup. And
1: they disrespect to them, but they're not others. Okay, Joey, I'm going I'm to give you some hope here Sorry. because it sounds like you're, you're worried, you're anxious for the game Let's tonight. and positive music and, going. And okay. so am I. So am I, Joey. But we did beat England first game, but England have been horrendous this World Cup, okay? So everyone's beating them and everyone's beating Sri Lanka. And yes, I agree with you, we should beat Sri Lanka, but that's not the game we should worry about. We need to worry about Pakistan. But then we went into three easy games. We always knew Netherlands... Bangladesh then Afghanistan and Afghanistan on easy beat but we smoked them got our net rain rate up and it was always gonna be those games in the middle where we needed to win two games we needed to win and beat India Australia or South Africa we needed to win some of those games to actually give us an easy run in to Pakistan and we haven't but the hope around those games is we didn't lose badly oh come on Captain Happy we, we played a great game against India. We scored 273. I wouldn't say great game, but they only won in the 48th over. They were six down. Oh, nothing like an honourable loss, Grant. And then we lost by five runs, chasing down 388 against Australia.
0: We conceded 387, Grant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Joey, those two games I'm happy with. South Africa, I am not happy, but I think that that's just, a, you know, maybe a hangover from the rugby the boys subconsciously were beaten before they got to the park but let's stay hopeful for Pakistan we're a strong nation yes we're behind we're behind the eight ball here but we like being behind the eight ball we like being the underdog and I think we've got it the perfect position now being the underdog going into these semis and I think we're gonna smoke them
0: captain positive there Joey what do you say to him as you wrap this what? up
3: well, as I said, you know, we have to. Yeah, I'm positive about, about we can win it. We can win that against Pakistan. Oh, good. But in one sense, I, I think I think we have to win that this game. You know, otherwise, going into into um, Sri Lankan game, we might be going. Oh, we might it might be, uh, you know, it might be in everybody else's hands. And um, the other thing too, I know um, uh, we, we have we I can't work out why we haven't played Saudi. Ish- Ish- I mean, um, you know, I know we're going for speed at the, you know, when we're we're playing. Um, uh, what's his name? he's got, just got in, a little Ferguson. bit of fastball. Um, Ferguson, yeah, Ferguson. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but he wins, Not no disrespect to him, but he went for twelve. I know it was it was a, it was three hundred and fifty odd, and and w- 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 got smacked around a little bit too. But he went for twelve runs and over. That's that's two runs a ball. Now, if, if, I know it's, it's a hypothetical, but if this Sody had been in there, would he have gone for 12 runs and over on a, on a wicket like that? Oof, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. think we should give Sody a go, you know? That's all. Fair I enough. It. And, uh, Fair yeah.
0: enough, Joey. Understand it. Hey, thanks so much for your call. Thanks, my, Joey. My theme tune would be something along the lines of, it's Halloween, mate. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming to get us. No, oh, they're, they're not. They're all coming to get us, mate. They're all coming to get us. Oh, damn you get us. You
1: really do try and put me into a negative <laughs> state of
0: mind and <laughs> hello, all our Brian. listeners. Almost, hello, Brian. Almost like I'm playing a role, Grunt. <laughs> hey, g'day, br- g'day, g'day, Brian.
2: Hello. Is that you, Grant, Is it? Yeah, it is. is, that is. You, Grant? How are you, Brian? Yes. I'm good. Look, I've got something to talk about in the rugby. I've got to make an abject apology. But uh, first of all, Grant, your friend from the Netherlands that went and married a wife, tell him that a cricketer that marries <laughs> a maid. He marries a mate, <laughs> all right,
0: not a wife. <laughs> you, you came on uh, with me on the Smith's show and you said, um, a, a mate of yours in the Netherlands married a wife. Oh, did yeah, I say rather yeah. married a girl? And no one to likes a, a corrector, but Brian loves, loves being a corrector. Sorry about that, Brian. But, you know, Thanks for correcting no, me.
2: Of, <laughs> my abject apology is this after the World Cup, I was pretty shattered, you know, and like a lot of yep. us. And I listened to the pundits. I'm not sure what show was on, but it was pretty affirmative. And I don't like ringing up and saying anything that I can't prove, you know. And yep. uh, the guy there said that the Auckland halfback that was brought on destroyed any chance we had by putting a box kick up with two minutes to go and match over. So I repeated that. And i just like him to know and anyone else to know that that's not true. I watched the replays twice, and that never happened. I'm not sure what show was on whether it was a breakdown, but it was one of the, you know, regular rugby shows and they were hundred percent wrong. That young fella didn't do anything wrong. Well the only the only halfback that kicked
0: the ball away in the last couple of minutes was Fuff de Klerk. Yeah, right?
1: Fuff De Klerk, yeah. From yeah, memory. Yeah.
0: Yeah, from that's what I
2: noticed. You know, but <laughs> there you go. You so know. are
1: are you are you saying, Brian? Don't trust anything people say on the radio. Is that what you're getting out to the listeners? <laughs> no, I
2: think you've got to trust the evidence of your
0: own eyes, not somebody else's. Damn <laughs> empirical evidence, Brian. How are you feeling? A few, you know, a few days down the line. I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Grant, but I know what he said prior. We went to here. He's full of pride. I am too. Like considering the way they played, and I always say this: the one thing I I can demand as a fan is effort, and they gave us so much effort. Didn't yeah. They? Oh.
1: That's all you want,
0: isn't it, Brian? They
2: emptied the tank, lined up again. I've watched all the great matches between New Zealand and South Africa since 1956, you know, when I was in Dunedin when we beat the Mate Free. Brilliant. And you you look back over all those years, and it's just the toss of the coin, really. Both great teams, you know, what's in it, a point, it doesn't really matter.
0: Brian, uh, you know. How mature, Brian. (laughs) I can't wait to reach your zenith one day when I grow up. (laughs) I'll I'll be a far happier person like you are, Brian. He sounds calm,
1: Brian. But, uh, Brian, exactly. I want to sort of echo what Daniel said. And I think, you know, when you watch your sporting teams, and Daniel always takes it from the perspective of the fan, not the professional sports person, which I kind of dip in and out of. But, like. I I don't know why, but I was just so proud. Well, I do know why. I was so proud of the All Blacks because, for me, a game's a game. And I've been saying to my South African mates in the WhatsApp group, I go, guys, it's just a game. Like, you, you know, you could be in Ukraine at the moment. But, like, let's be honest, you know, you're kicking a rugby ball around the field like, gee, don't let it ruin your day. But they're coming back and sending me photos of the whole country You know, uh, rioting and, you know, behaving and celebrating this World Cup going, it's just a game, Grant. (laughs) But I'm so proud of the All Blacks because we lost with humility and there was effort. Like, you could actually see that there was effort out there and they were doing everything. They were desperate for their country. And that's what you want to see as a fan.
2: Uh, Thanks so much, Brian. It was marvelous, you
0: know. Right. Just don't go on social okay, media and you know, w- watch the South Africans claim that they're the greatest rugby team of all time.
1: Married a wife. Don't do
0: that. <laughs> yeah, married a wife. Good luck like marrying a wife, Brian. Thank you so much, <laughs> mate. It's 22 minutes after 10 o'clock. Our number is 800 15 okay. If you're just tuning in you don't know the show, but I love We don't like to be too serious about things. We love talking to you, though. And I always say this. It's open line talkback if there's something you want to discuss. If you want to change uh, subject matter, absolutely. Like that Fanua Blake story yesterday. How wild was that in the space of 24 hours? He's going, he's staying. Crazy. I might ask Grant a little bit later. Do you, do you keep a, an athlete apparently wants to be, um, who wants away? He'll, nah. he'll give us the boring professional athletes take. <laughs> uh, it's Dean. all about processes. day,
1: Oh, Dean. Yes, good morning, Dean.
0: How are you going?
1: We're great. Great. <laughs> Dean, you're da- you down south. Are you rural? No, 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 no. We're,
4: we're 12. Hell rural this morning. She's a bit agricultural. We had the craft beer festival in Dunedin
1: last night. So, good boy. Jeez. Well, well it was, was, 20, was there much. Was there much talk the about football. losing the golden shears? Yeah, but that was months ago, mate. Was there much talk about that losing the golden shears to South Africa?
4: Yeah, mate. At the end of the day, well, what? Don't we lose to South Africa? So, it doesn't worry. As <laughs> so long as the best team wins. I, I just all I want to say is thank God it's over. You know, it's was a court trip. <laughs> For me, the whole thing was torturous. My TAB account's loving it. I hated it. But we got what we bloody deserved. We had an idiot coach putting the wrong people in the wrong place. Bowden Barrett is a fabulous 10. He's getting older, he should have stayed at 10. You don't put an old guy in the fastest position on the field. You move him in. You know, it was just dumb. So much dumb, it's unbelievable. The The referee got it all right. The only thing he got wrong, and this is, what, this is what I wanted to say this, Dave on the radio, but I haven't been able to get through, was everybody wanked on about Wayne Barnes in 2007 about a full pass. He wasn't even allowed back in the country for 10 years.
2: Embarrassing, I had 20 wasn't bucks it?
4: On no try in the game at 61, and no one's mentioning the blatant full pass to Bowden Barrett for a try. Miles four. Talia threw it forward, bounced over the line. He caught it and scored. No, No No New Zealanders say anything. That's what's annoying
0: about New Zealanders. That's well, really I did annoying. in the commentary. I thought it went sideways and then bounced forward. Mm. But hey, like it's, it's forced, an opinion. It's forced, your forced, your opinion's day, different like, to mine, and that that's absolutely fine. But I'm glad you said that. I thought Wayne Barnes did nothing really wrong. I, you know, the the one thing that just peeps me about the sport is the live re reffing of the game. But you know. You know, was it an egregious yeah, decision, to... Dean? I think you and I have disagreed a lot of things, but I think you and I can agree. There was nothing egregious about the refereeing. Uh, the one you think it... was egregious actually went against South Africa.
4: Yeah, 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 but what I, I don't, it doesn't worry me. Like, it just, it annoys yeah. me that New Zealanders don't admit it. Like, we got beat by the best team in the world. We've got the best players with an idiot coach. I've said it for five years. I'm not going to retract it. And then even had the audacity, Hanson, of why interview Hanson? He was the one that endorsed him to go there He to raise Razor Robinson. Hanson should have got sacked with Henry in 2007. That was the same. It was just, it was really
0: relived. It annoyed okay, so Dino, player...
1: uh, I'm, I'm going to stop you there, Dino, and I'm going to ask you something. We've
0: got to get to a break. Before we no, get to not, the break. One more comment. We're Dino,
1: so Scott Robinson, you are happy with him because I, I want to oh, document I'm this on the radio. The sounds, yeah.
0: I think he'd be happy with you, Coach, if <laughs>
4: 100%. I reckon I could pick a team. Okay. That
0: some after a run. It's called the Crusaders. 13. Get <laughs> <laughs> on your team. Thanks, uh, I'm Dino. glad it's all over for you. I'm glad it's all over for you, and you and your, your budgie in the background can chirp away at each other. And your TAB account. Yeah, to our evering. 26 after 10. What a great start to the show. I love speaking to our listeners. Uh, keep calling. I want 100 150 at 11 back after this. World, but it flew away from
2: reach, so she ran away Get to
0: speak to you. The world about sport. I assume my mic's on. Every time she it's on. Oh, one five oh eight eleven. I feel
1: like I'm swimming in paradise with you, Daniel McCarty.
0: Way too much niceties between us. Two.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in that mood because I like to feel calmer before a big game. Yeah. And Pakistan, New Zealand is a big game. It's a massive game. Yeah. You know, so much so I'm getting messages hey, well, his from... My
0: phone is blowing up, by the way. Um, yeah. And they're all foreign numbers. And there's what, what's the area code in South Africa? Uh,
1: uh, plus two seven. Right,
0: there's lots of those.
1: Plus two so sevens.
0: My God, they're dining out on their success over New Zealand and winding you up no
1: This is a plus three one. This is the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Taco Rasalada. South Africa. Yeah. Taco. So, Taco. Taco Bell. So Taco, Taco was, um, he was in my club team. He's got into the cricket. You know, obviously, Netherlands were doing well, but now they lost to Afghanistan. And he's getting into rugby, and he's like, he cannot understand. And his rugby knowledge would be limited. He's like, I don't understand why New Zealand got a red card and South Africa only got a yellow. Everyone's asking that question. Tell
0: him I'll uh, forward on World Rugby's head content process <laughs> the matrix. In effect, as of the 9th of March 2023, oh. under the law application guidelines. Wow, where he can read all what one. So there's a lovely little flow chart in there, too. There's, there's four pages, um, including uh, one of my favourite tr- chapters, trigger words for match officials. Oh, trigger words. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, you love bringing out these articles well, that's how, and these that's how they, documents. how they judge the game, right? And yeah. What the TMO... Has to use or the bunker, rather the bunker, which is separate to the TMO, of course.
1: So I guess to put Taka at rest around the red and yellow card is just to say. By the we th- don't know.
0: By, no, by the letter of the law, you can say they got both of them right. Oh, but I'm not. I don't want to go into. Okay. Yeah, that. we can't go into that. Yeah, we don't want to bore the actual uh, people listening in New Zealand and Australia who can call in on 0800 150 um, Those images in South Africa are awesome. The support they're getting over wow. is awesome. Yeah. Um, how cool is Sia Khaleesi? Like, really good rugby player.
2: But now silky two, smooth Now a talker. two-time
0: Rugby World Cup when only um, him and Lord Richie McCaw can lay claim to that. Um, is there a more popular guy in the Republic than him?
1: Maybe the President, Cyril Ramaphosa, who really? was in the front with the, the trophy? No, I'm try joking. Hard. I'm the joking. Try hard. But what I would say... By the way, Geordie Barrett shook his hand, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what I would say is that if Sia Kolisi went for, you know, presidentship, is it called presidentship? I don't know, mate. You were born there. Uh, if, he, if he went for president, I think he would get all the votes at the moment. I think he would. Like if I was government, if I was government, I'd approach him and I'd go, listen. Even though he's got no policy. We just need the face. That's all we need because yeah. you can bring the people together, you know, Let's get him in front of the people. Let's make him president. He can have all the advisors he wants around him. He would get the votes now, I reckon. Would he get some over here? No, no, I don't think. Oh, maybe. Maybe a couple. Yeah. But it's a shame Luxon can't give him a call. But I'm with Before you, though. <laughs> I like the other 2 <laughs> I'm with you, Daniel, on uh, the the thing that's impressed me the most, and I was happy for my South African friends. Um, gutted for the All Blacks, but I was happy for them because I feel that as fans... They were so passionate. They almost had that Pakistan passionate fandom going on. Like the, the colour and everyone was just getting behind the country. You you could feel a movement from the South Africans and maybe it's because my phone's blowing up all the time and they're sending me all of these things. Um, but you really did feel like they're so passionate about their rugby team. Whereas I think that we support the All Blacks in quite a negative way. We're like, I hope they bloody do well. But I think after the final, I feel like we, we've actually... Maybe it's given us a little bit more humility as an All Blacks fan, but also it's warmed us towards the
0: players because I think they tried so hard. They put it, left it on the on the field. He comes across as a pretty motivational, inspirational type individual. You know, whether it's singing in the tunnel before it yeah. goes out. Well, have you seen him sing the national anthem? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that that's really powerful. Like you see the national anthem, and you just like his hands on the heart, and he's just giving it. He's a terrible singer, but you know. <laughs> Like, he's just so passionate because the camera's always, like, really close to him and you can hear him and you never want the camera to be hearing you sing, it, you know, the national anthem. Well, if I was Captain, I would demand of the
0: television producers used auto-tune on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Auto-tune. Yeah, so I'd sound... Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's that. Hey, um, Grant, you know, and I don't want to speak for New Zealand, but my 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 feeling, my feeling is, um. New Zealand probably exceeded expectations considering what happened late 21 into 2022, the losses mounting up, that sort of public Mm. discourse that people were down on New Zealand's chances uh, before the start of the season and they've got through to a World Cup final and lost by one point. If you look at it in that sense, I I think they probably overachieved, you know, exceeded expectations. Not ahead of the final when 80% 80% of all head-to-head bets in the match result were on the All Blacks. Like mm. Even the TAB couldn't believe how the New Zealand public all of a sudden had become, the All Blacks are definitely going to win this one. Mm. Um, but but I sense next year the, the expectations on this coach as if he's some um, wizard, do you feel like it's a bit dangerous territory? Because I always talk about expectations being dangerous. I think they're really wildly high. And I'm sorry, teams are generally the players. You know, good coaches generally have really good players. Do you, do you know what I mean? This is a clumsy way of saying it. But yeah, but I think it's, di-
1: it's different to diff- in different codes. Because I was speaking to someone about this the other day, and we were talking rugby and cricket. So rugby generally, you have an on-field captain. Cricket, the captain is kind of like the coach almost. Captain and cricket is far more important. Well, they have a lot of um, responsibilities off the field and then on the field. Strategy, selections, they, they, they get given everything. Especially on the field. And the coach is almost the manager of the support staff and he acts as an advisor to the cricket captain. Whereas rugby captain is kind of culture and on-field, really. That's it. Whereas strategy is just all about the coach. It's like, this is your role, you do that. So, And, and football is the same. You get your football managers. So I think, you know... The different codes require yeah, different way of thinking whereas I, I quite like the cricket model because I think that you have to empower players to yeah. think for themselves because that's when you get natural flair and you get players taking risks there's not an autocratic way and an organized way or instructional way of going about things if you're instructional it um, stunts that risk and that flair. And I think that if you empower players to play the way that they want to play within their role, then I think that you get more of a natural flair of the game. South Africa, yeah, I'd, I'd say that culturally you w- probably would be quite organised, and that can work with certain groups. But some groups, when they're a little bit older, a little bit more mature,
0: um, and they've got experience, you almost have to let them play and yeah. let them run the team. But as far as the expectations of the All Blacks fan base next year, what would you say? Take a deep breath, like... Let's just enjoy our rugby. Like, let's not sit there with our arms, like,
1: you know, crossed and be like, oh, you know, there he goes again. Be like Can't the French rugby fans. Yeah, like, just enjoy it. It's like, a, it's it's an event. It's a festival. It's like we're, we're the best rugby team in the world historically. Historically, we've got the best record. Let's embrace our players. Let's embrace the fans. Let's not just sing All Blacks. All Blacks. Well,
0: now, now you're asking too much.
1: Like, Let's actually really get into it. Have a little bit of flair, a bit of colour. Embrace our players. Geordie Barrett, Mr. Kick, so what? Still love him. Gave it everything. Jeez, he got smashed by Steph Dutoy a number of times in that game and he kept getting up and he kept giving it his all.
0: And I was just like. So a bit like, be like basketball crowds in New Zealand. Enjoy it. Be like cricket crowds who enjoy it. Yeah. Now we're um, going to see the Phoenix play this afternoon. Mm. Their fans enjoy it. Yeah, they do. Go, go, and, enjoy, go and enjoy sport and rugby. Because fun. Fun. your kids are going to watch the fun you. back. Your kids
1: are going to watch you, and they're going to mirror you in the way that you watch that game. And far too often I hear
0: rugby fans just moaning yeah, about like referee crowd. decisions and I all must that. Admit every, I didn't get didn't get up there this year. Man, I watched those crowds. I couldn't take my eyes off the crowds. Mm. Yeah. Like, man, they're having so much fun. That's fantastic.
1: And the Warriors fans are probably the most beaten-up fans <laughs> than anyone. But, like, look at the movement they had. They they actually had a movement similar to how I felt South Africa uh had a movement in this uh, rugby World Cup, and the French. I think the French had a massive movement as well. You were over there; you felt it. I did felt that passion and that love for their team.
0: Twenty minutes away from eleven. Well, happy to take your calls. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Got to get to a break, though. Stay with us. Back with more shortly. Sixteen minutes away from eleven o'clock. Our numbers are eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Feel free to use it at any stage. You can text us on the temporary post text machine double eight double three. Uh, guys, the World Cup has always been won by the team with the best captain. Uh, let's get to another text. Guys, Everyone's wanting, a, everyone wanted Razor, especially the Cantads, because they think he will be the messiah. Will he be... Well, he better win every game or expect the same treatment as Foster got.
2: <sighs>
0: yeah, I guess that's the point I was trying to make, because like, expectations are really high. I, I, I... That is exactly why I said to Dean. I said, Dean,
1: I want to document this. You're happy with yeah. Razor. And you're like, yep, he's happy. why well, he said, anyone, but... And then I think you said, oh, did he say, Grant, even you could coach them? Oh, no, I did. Oh, you did. Which was But clearly, clearly, I I was
0: being flippant and trying to enter.
1: That's why I want people to lock it in and go, yeah, we're happy. Okay, well, let's see how it goes because he's yeah, inheriting he, a team that's a li- little bit, that, you know. Lots I'm, of players are moving on. You, yep.
0: It's a new team. Can I use a line from Nick Mills from Basketball World? <laughs> if you want to make chicken salad, you need the chicken. Mm. That's decoding for you. Need good players to win games. Yeah. Uh, Ken writes: If we're if we weren't going to win it, I am glad South Africa did. They deserve it, and what it does for the country is amazing. They did deserve it. They had such a hard road in comparison to New Zealand. Um, you know, they played. Mm. You know, most of the teams inside the top six. Um, so well done to them. Absolutely. Um, certainly going better than um, Everton, although Everton signs of life. Uh, there's lots of lots of content I want to cram in in our first show back in a while. Maybe we'll leave. Oh. Maybe we'll leave this for another week. Especially, I'd love to talk to Manchester United fans in the next week or two. My lord, what is happening to to that football club? Um. Uh, but Grant, um, you talked about the ride of the the Warriors. Uh, fans, and how awesome it was to see. Um, they had quite a ride yesterday alone with one of their best players, apparently, starting mm. the day wanting to leave, even though he had three years left on his deal, and by the end of the day it sounded like the the, the Warriors had uh, kept uh, Adam Fanua Blake for at least one more year. Uh, it's really, really interesting story. Only three years. Sensational form in 2023 for the Warriors. Um, I, I said on Smithy's show, State, he has a history of this. The, the, it's what goes around, comes around, kind of, because that's how the Warriors landed him in the first place when he wanted a release from uh, Manly but the Warriors have committed to him twice they signed him initially then extended his deal so they've done Mm. all they can so he wanted out but it sounds like he wants to stay how do you feel about the notion of any sporting environment and not just this one we're not just talking solely this but the idea of making someone stay when clearly they might want to leave
1: yeah so you said he wants to leave but the uh, the team wants him to stay because yeah, I think you said he wants to stay. Sounds like they want so, yeah. him to stay for another. year. Yeah, yeah,
0: <sighs> and that uh, makes sense because they're built for another tilt at it next year. See, I I know that
1: um, Kevin Peterson did that in county cricket, where Nottingham uh, heard that he was off to Hampshire, and he was still there for another couple of months. And the captain Jason Gallian threw his kit off the off the top of the uh, dressing that room. Seems quite mature. Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't want to be in the team, then you can just, you know, go and dress over there. But I I don't understand it really because I think, like I look at it from a work context. If someone comes to me and goes, hey, I've got this opportunity and, I'll, you know, I'd like to go somewhere else, you'd go, with your blessing. You'd go, great.
0: You know, you don't want to keep... Or would you to- pack my bag and ask me to go today? Yeah. Or would you trust me to be a professional to see out? And do my role. No, I don't. There's a reason why you're moving.
1: So I think that that reason still stays there, right? Um, You know, be it financial, be it, you know, geographical, family, whatever. There's so many, you know, different reasons. So what what would change his mind for him to stay? So I I would hate to keep someone there that doesn't want to be there. I think you need to, to move on find another player, because then it's not just about this season. It's about the next yeah. season, and it's about progression,
0: succession. I, I really understand this perspective, but I think we, we make it a little bit reductive, like one rule for all. Mm. Surely it's about the individual circumstances. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what those circumstances yeah, I talk are. about football, and I use this example. Harry yes. Kane's wanted to move from Spurs for the last couple of years. Mm. He wanted to move on. They didn't. And you know what? He went out and was an amazing professional. Selling but lots of his shirts. You can't... <laughs> You know, if he downs tools next year, fair criticism. But what if he goes out and has a blinder of a year? Because, what, he's kind of in a free agent year. Yeah, and I guess. can be motivated. I, I, I can understand. Both sides. Yeah, I, I, I totally. don't like the rule, oh, no, you want weigh let them go. Let them mm. go. And you're not alone in thinking that. Um, it's a big part of the narrative I've heard in the last 24 hours. But really, really fascinating story, isn't it? Yeah. Because they, can't, they just can't replace him. Um they can't replace him. He was that good. Mm. Of course I'm I'm talking about he's gonna play next year like he did this year, and he, of course there's no guarantee on that front. So it's been a really interesting week. Um uh, we will take a short break. It's ten away from eleven. It is five and a half minutes away from eleven o'clock. Thank you for all your calls and text messages this hour. Let's get to the last one. Hi guys, Grant usually, usually talk sense, but your diatribe about the ref, if you're unaware what diatribe uh, means Grant. I do. It means a forceful or bitter verbal attack uh, against something or something. You you verbally attack something. Um, Grant usually talks sense but your diatribe about the refs in the South African AB games is not considered. The ref made some poor decisions independent of the TA, T, TMO and did not ask the TMO. I am referring to the, la- to the last penalty when Barnes admitted to RD and we all could hear That he got it wrong, and this was costly for the AB's regard, Steve. Well, Steve, no one likes to correct. I love them. You're wrong, because it's the penalty in the first half to go up 12 points to the tree. And he did not apologize. He explained his decision. He said, sorry, I didn't see the replay. Full stop. Sorry, mate. I thought he stayed on him. I didn't see him come off enough. He's explaining his decision. He didn't apologise. That is a diatribe. But thanks,
1: Steve. Thanks. appreciate it. Well, and Grant's so lovely, isn't he? Well, well, we shouldn't have knocked balls on and we should have got balls over the post. Oh, don't be stupid, Grant. Okay. Yeah. Let's blame Wayne uh, Bonds. Don't, let's not be introspective. I just don't want our children to hear that. I think it's a loser's mentality. I want us to hear that we could have done better.